Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you Today, I want to teach on a subject that I titled The Differences That Exist Between a Male and a Female. And we are looking at Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. Amen. Now look at verse 26 again. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, he created them. Now that scripture is very important to understanding so much about the creation and for that matter about mankind and also more importantly about marriage. The Bible said, and God said, let us make man. The word man there means human beings. It was not referring to the male gender. So let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let us make a human being. Let us make a human being. The word make there means create out of nothing. So God created human beings out of nothing in his image. The word image means nature. A human being now have the exact nature of God. And in our likeness, that likeness means function. So God created a human being. So God spoke to himself and said, the human being should be in his image and likeness. Verse 27 says, so God created man. Again, it means God created human being. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And I said the word man there, it means human being. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So when God created a human being, he had an idea of a male and a female. Even though both of them did not arrive on earth the same day, he conceived the, the idea of the male and the female on the same day when he spoke and said, let us make a human being in our image. And when he spoke it, a human being came into existence because God created everything by speaking. Amen. The important thing today is that God created a human being to have two genders, the male and the female, the male and the female. And when he created that, he, did, he created human beings to be male and female for a reason, for a purpose. And he decided to create them to be different. So the male is different from the female, even though they are both human beings and they are both in the nature of God. They are both in the image of God, in the likeness of God. They have the nature of God and they function like God. They are created 
to be different. Now, this difference, for God to, to emphasize the difference of the way he created the male and the female, he made it to even show in appearance. The way God created the male to look like is different from the way the female look like. That alone will tell you that the male is created to have specific functions different from that of the female. For example, if we look at the physical, you know, the physiological nature of human beings, women have features that men don't have. For example, women have a womb. Men don't have. Men can't conceive. Men can't be pregnant. So if a man wants to have a child, he of necessity needs to be married to a woman. God did that, and a woman also can have a child alone without a man. God did that so that it can establish the importance and the necessity of a man and a woman coming together in marriage. That is why it's not biblical for two men to get married or for two women to get married. It's not biblical. It's not God that did that. Hallelujah. And so there are differences between the male and the female. When I got married many years ago, I was a pastor before I got married, and I thought I know a little bit about marriage, and I thought everything was going to be fine. But one of the things I got to find out uh, soon in the marriage was we were having misunderstandings here and there that was a result of assumptions. You know, I assumed that my wife should always think the way I think, you know. And uh, um, I was always wondering why we needed to argue about little, little, little things. Little, little, little things. And one thing that uh, I always try to do is anytime I have personal issues, I try to find out, I try to go learn and find an answer to, to the solution. And so I started trying to read more, and I came across a book that really helped me. I read a book and went back to the Bible. Then I saw that it was in the Bible, and yet I never knew. Now, if you read the scripture we read last week, um, it says, Ephesians 5, verse, from verse 23, it starts talking about the responsibilities of the male and the female in, in a marriage you will realize that the responsibilities God gave man is different from that of the woman. Take me to Ephesians 5. It says, Husbands, love your wives. Because just as Jesus loved the church and gave himself for the church. But then when it comes to the wife, he said, Wives, submit to your own husbands. Submit to your own husbands. For the husband is the head of the wife. Amen. And I said last Sunday that the headship means leadership. It means the husband is the leader. And the leadership model that God was communicating there was the leadership model displayed by Jesus Christ himself. Jesus did not come to be a ruler over people. He came to be a leader, an example for others to follow. Amen. Right. So when God was creating the woman, this is what God said. 
He said, it's not good, Genesis 2 verse 18. It's not good for the man to be alone. I will make for him a helper suitable. Amen. So the idea on God's mind when he was creating a woman was a helper that will fit into the life of a man and make that man's life better than it is when he was single. Amen. All right. Now, I learned both from the Bible and from other books that it is the differences between the male and the female. It's not only physiological. The difference is not just in appearance. Now, when I say women are different from men in appearance, it's easy for everybody to understand because you can see it. But then there are other differences that is not just um, physiological, and that is what I want us to look at. These differences are more psychological, and every married people need to know it. It will help you. It will minimize conflicts, differences, misunderstandings. Amen. The first thing that I want to show you is that when it comes to priorities in life, men and women have different focus as far as priority is concerned. Psychologists believe that a man's number one priority is achievement, achieve something in life. And a woman's number one priority is relationship. That is why men normally don't want to get married until they have reached somewhere in life. And the woman's number one priority is relationship. One psychologist said when you look at children playing, you can see it there. The games that women want to, children, girls, little girls want to play, and, lit, and little boys want to play. You can see that the little girls are always playing at home, cooking, stuff. Little boys are always engaging in games that is looking for a winner. Somebody should win the game. And um, a man's number one priority is achievement. He wants to achieve something. A man can be married, and when he's doing nothing, he's not fulfilled. A woman is married, she's doing nothing, and it doesn't bother her. As far as the marriage is doing well, she's okay. Because a woman's focus, number one priority is what? Relationship. Because of this, the man's work, a man's work, is his greatest concern, work. What makes a man happy is when he's working, especially the kind of work he loves to do, he's happy. A woman's greatest concern is her home, her marriage, her home. Is everybody with me? Please follow me closely. It's not a familiar subject. So you follow me closely so you can learn something. Amen. A man's greatest Concern because of priority, because the priority is what? Achievement. A man's greatest concern, number one concern, is his work. He needs to be working. Because when the man is working and earning a salary, he feels great that he can take care of his home, take care of his wife and children, pay all the bills, and he's just fine. Now, if a man is not working, he's not happy. No matter how good the marriage is doing, even if the wife is working and paying all the bills, the man is not happy. Normal man is not happy. That, that is why when a woman loses his, her job, but yet has 
a good marriage going on, she's not so disturbed. Most men lose their jobs. If you don't talk to them, they want to commit suicide. They feel like the world has come to an end because work is so, so important to the man before anything else. Hello? Now, what does this mean? It means that if you are a woman and you are married, you should understand that your husband's fulfillment in life is derived first from his work and his achievements. And anything you do to help him realize these achievements will make him love you more. If you get married and you don't care anything about your husband's work, you don't worry yourself about what you can do to make him more fulfilled in his work. For instance, you are a married woman, your husband is having challenges at work, you don't care, you don't encourage him, you don't, you, you are even criticizing his responsibilities as home, what you are doing is that you are hurting the man very seriously. Because a man is not fulfilled just because he's married and has children. A man is fulfilled because he's working. He feels proud that he's working. He feels great that he's working and out of work he's doing something in life. It also means that if you are a woman, you should find out what are the dreams on the heart of your husband. Because men have achievement as their number one priority. What is the dream on your husband's heart? What is it that if it comes to pass, your husband will be the most happy? Now, when you find that out and find out where you fit into that dream, what you can do to help his dreams come true, to help him to become an achiever in life, then you are going to be a man, you are going to be a, a wife that your husband will always treasure and your husband will always love. Amen. Yeah, men always want to feel proud about their achievements. A woman doesn't care what she has achieved if her marriage is not working, if her relationships are all going bad. Some women may not show it, but their number one greatest worry is to get married and the marriage should do well. Relationship is very important to a woman. That is why if you are a man and you are married you can get a very big house for your wife. Nice house, big car, beautiful one, brand new for your wife. Give her a lot of money. Give her everything. And yet, if you are not around all the time, you don't give your wife attention, you are not available, you are always busy, and you expect that she should understand that you love her so much to give her a big house, to give her a big car, and give her a lot of money, um, you will soon find out that women want you more than the house, more than the car, more than the money. Women want relationship. The woman, I'm talking about a woman who really married you out of love, not the woman who married you because of money. If the woman married you out of love, she will always make you know now or later that she married you, not the car or the house. So you will see that you can meet a lot of women whose husbands are very rich, but they are not happy. And most of the time, if you prove why they are not happy, it's because 
The husbands don't have attention for them. The husband don't have time for them. The, the husband is too busy, and the woman sees the husband little time, and the little time that the man is around is not even available for the woman to have any relationship, any meaningful conversation, any meaningful interaction. What happens most of the time in some of these marriages is before you realize that the rich woman's wife, even though the husband is a very prominent person and a very rich man, the wife has started developing another level of relationship with either the driver or the house help or anybody who, who happens to be around all the time and shows the woman care. Have you ever heard that before? Yeah, because women, they like them, them, the money. If I tell you they don't like it, it's wrong. I'll be lying. They like the money. They like the house. They like the car. But the priority is the relationship first. If the relationship is not in place, everything else you buy for her is nothing to her. So if you are a man, you need to understand that you need to make time for your wife. You may be busy and working, but you need to make time for your wife and for that matter, your family. Because they treasure relationships so much. If you are not giving the relationship much attention, you are hurting her. So that is very important. A woman who is getting married must know what the husband's priority is. A man who is getting married must know what the wife's priority is. Very important. So if you are a man and you are married, your wife needs your respect, your attention, you need to listen to your wife. You need to have time to talk with her. You need to have time to go out with her. You need to make time for her because her number one priority is relationship. So men are achievement-oriented. Women are relational. The second difference between the male and the female is that men are very analytical and logical. Women are intuitive and emotional. Men are analytic. That means they think through issues. Women are emotional people. They react more with their feeling, more with than with their thinking. Number two, women are very intuitive people. They make decisions based on intuition. So a man makes decisions by analyzing and thinking through and um, adding one and two together to make decisions. Most of the time, what brings a lot of conflicts around decisions in a home is that the man is analytic and he wants the woman to give reasons for her suggestions based on objective analysis. So you will hear a woman says, I think you should be careful with that guy. And the normal, answer, the normal question the man will ask is, why? Hallelujah. Because for a man, for you to say, be careful with that customer, you need to give reasons. And the reasons must be very objective. Hello? And most of the time, the woman doesn't have a reason. And yet, what she's saying is true. Because time will prove that the guy was a crook. <laughs> Amen. Time will prove that the guy was a crook. But... If you are a man and you don't know this about women, you will always think, oh, they are just 
talking. They don't know what they are talking about. But sometimes, women can feel danger. And they cannot explain to you why they feel it. Yeah. You know, my pastor told me how the first time they wanted to buy land, this pastor came and said he was selling a land, a pastor. And the wife said, let's not buy it. Question is why? Why you saying we shouldn't buy? And my wife said, I just feel we shouldn't buy. My pastor said, oh, the guy is a pastor. He can't do pass. That money was just wasted because they never got the land. Now, the question is, which one is better? A logic, analytic mind, or emotions? Which one is better? The truth is that both are important. God gave a man an analytic, logical mind, gave the woman an emotional and intuitive ability. So when you get married, one will complement the other. There are times when the couple need to sit down and analyze issues. There are times when the couple need to sit down and be objective and make a lot of sense out of certain issues. But there are also times when logic won't help. You just have to follow the intuition. Hello? And so if you are married, you need to understand this, that if you are talking to a man and the man is listening with a very analytic mind, he's listening from a very logical point of view. So he's analyzing everything you are saying, word for word, just making sure that men listen, men communicate how they are thinking. And the, same, the same way when the man is talking to you, he's telling you his thoughts. Hello? But when a woman is talking to you, she's telling you her feeling, not her reason. Hello? Now, so if you are a man and you are married, you listen to how your wife feels about issues, not how she thinks about them. If you are a woman and you are married, when you are listening to your husband, you should listen to how he thinks about issues. That is where we have serious communication challenge because the man is assuming that the woman is communicating her thinking when she was rather communicating her feeling. Because when you neglect how the woman feels about that issue, you are not helping the relationship. In the same way, if you're a woman, you neglect how the man thinks about that issue, you are not helping the situation. Amen. So, Women are intuitive and emotional. Men are analytic and logical. And the important thing is if the two of you can understand this difference and allow yourself to complement each other, it will help in your decisions. It will help in how you do things together well. Hello? Because you will know when to listen to who and when to listen to the other. Because you will know when reason should come into play and when emotions should come into play. Amen. Very important. Very, very important. Your wife may not know anything about that subject, but she could tell you the truth. Amen. She could be telling you the truth. She could just feel it. She could just feel the thing. And sometimes men need to know how to listen to their wives. Because many men have made terrible mistakes by not 
allowing the wife to have a say. The, the fact that the Bible says the husband is the leader, the head of the home, does not mean have your way all the time. Say what you like, give orders, and it should be carried out. The woman must not question your decisions. The woman must not bring out objective suggestions. If you have a kind of marriage like that, it's not going to help you. Because at the end of the day, you, the husband, you are going to suffer for it. So, women communicate their feelings. Very important. Now, I'm not saying women don't think at all. I hope you understand what I'm teaching. All right. So, you don't misinterpret me. The next difference between the male and the female is that men are leadership-oriented. God created every man with some ego in him. I believe God put that there because he wants us to be leaders in the home. So there is this ego in every man. He always wants to be in charge. And women are facilitators. God said, let us, um, God said, I will make for the man a helper suitable. Women are facilitators. They, they take what idea the man have and they want to make it happen. But in doing that, uh, in doing that, the, the man needs to understand that as much as you are the leader in the home, without the help of your, your wife, who is the helper in your life, without the help of your wife, everything will not go well all the time. Everything will not go well all the time. For that matter, you, the husband, you need to recognize the place of your wife in your marriage, even though you are the head. And you always want to be in charge. You still need to appreciate the fact that being in charge alone does not make everything successful. Sometimes the very valuable input of your wife will make a big difference for whatever you want to achieve and whatever you want to do. And so you need to observe and recognize her place in your life. Appreciate her place in your life. When women are appreciated, when their role in the home is appreciated, they function better. When their role is ignored or their role is despised, they coil in and they withdraw their support for you. And sometimes the consequences can be very damaging in the future, if not now. Hello? Now, but it's also important for all women to know that this ego in a man it's a very serious thing. So much that when you don't respect your husband, you make him something else. Naturally, men don't want to hang around women who don't respect them. Because for a man, respect is so important. It's more important to him than money. Normal men. Hello? Respect is more important to him than money. The only man you can keep in your life forever is the man you respect. Hello? The only man you can keep in your life, your beauty could attract the man, is your respect that keep him hanging around all the time. Men tend to love women who respect them because the ego always craves for recognition, for respect. That is why you're a woman, you want your husband to be the best husband, you want your husband to be a good man, Respect him. I said you should do what? Respect him. Give him respect in every way possible. One of the things men don't like is when you, a woman gives them orders. 
And every woman who is married can tell that most of the time when the problems start arising when you start giving orders instead of giving suggestions. The man will take your suggestions, but he will not take your order. Even if what you are saying is the best decision, the way you said it, the way you said it, it is not what you are saying that is the problem, but the way you talked to him. Men don't want to be given orders by their wives or by any woman for that matter. Very important. So you may have something very important to say and something very good to say. It may be the best idea, the best advice, but you need to tell him in a very respectful way and then he will take it and then it will benefit both of you. Um, if you go to the book of First Timothy, you will see this there. First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy 2, 11. He said, let a woman learn in silence without submission. Most um, churches use some of these scriptures to say women should not preach, but uh, it was not talking about preaching or not church. Amen. Now, let's read the next verse. And I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. Now, when you see this, it tells you more. The Bible is saying women should not preach. Hello? But he was talking about marriage. It was talking about marriage. Verse 13. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Now you see it's marriage. Because Adam and Eve, they were couples, right? So the, 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 the context was saying, it's, it helps you to see that he was talking about husband and wife. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.